Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Alexander Audio, and today my guest is Alana Makover, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in London, England. She's been teaching uh, there for over 25 years. She's worked, she works with a wide variety of students, but we're going to focus in our conversation today about her work with women who are uh, pregnant. Uh, she is in addition to being an Alexander teacher, a childbirth educator, and a doula. She teaches utopia classes, which are based on the Alexander technique to prepare women for childbirth. She also uh, trains uh, Alexander technique teachers to work with pregnant women and uh, sometimes to accompany them in childbirth as doulas. Uh, Alana, welcome to the show. Hello, Robert. Thank you. Hello again. And I, I should say we've done a couple of more general podcasts for um, uh, the general public, but this, this one is, is a bit more directed at Alexander Technique teachers. And I guess, um, speaking for myself, um, not having had really very much experience with uh, um, working with pregnant women, or even, I have to say, for that matter, being around pregnant women that much in my life, um, I guess as an Alexander Technique teacher, it's real obvious to me that pregnancy brings about all kinds of posture and, and balance issues that the Alexander Technique uh, would be helpful with. But along with that comes a kind of an apprehension of working with pregnant women because uh, who knows what um, what special issues you need to be aware of, what might be some dangers, are there some special issues with table work, that kind of thing. So I wonder if you could begin by just giving some general uh, thoughts on this whole topic of um for Alexander teachers working with women who are pregnant? Yes. Well, I will start first of all by saying that what I am dealing with is a pregnancy that is a social event and not a medical event. I hope you understand what I am meaning. If the mother is healthy and everything is okay, then her pregnancy and her birth are not medical events. They can easily uh, become medical events, uh, sometimes uh, uh, because of a very good reason, because it is a medical event, something's gone wrong. And sometimes they can become, especially uh, with all the new technology that we have around that gives us uh, so much information, which is not always very accurate, it can bring it and make it into a medical event. Does this, is this clear? Um, to me, it, it is clear. Um, I, I assume that for many thousands of years, pregnancy was never a medical event because there wasn't any 
medicine in a sense to deal with it. Um, but I, and, and I understand what you're talking about, but I also think, and maybe I'm speaking more for American teachers who who, who are worried about who knows, um, problems with the medical community or whatever, that although it's not, it, it, since it has the potential for being a medical event, I, I kind of think some teachers might be worried. And I'm hoping that you will um, will assure us that that's not an issue, but also kind of tell us teachers what we need to be on the lookout for. Okay, so I will start with a tip that I give to Lots of Alexander teachers who sometimes call me um, about, you know, uh, the, uh, a pregnant woman, a woman has approached them, what to do, what not to do. My first tip is that, especially if you don't know the mother, not to uh, encourage her to start lessons before she's between 12 to 14 weeks pregnant. The majority of um, miscarriages happen between these uh, um, between around twelve to fourteen weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we don't. I I know that nothing that we do in our Alexander lessons can contribute towards abortion. Abortions happen about twenty five percent. Uh, uh, for first pregnancies, you know, mm-hmm. end up with abortion. Sometimes mothers don't even are not necessarily aware of it, uh, but that's how it is. And I don't want to be associated in case this happens mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with this event. So when a mother call you, you you ask her how does she feel, and if she's in her early pregnancy, often she's a bit nauseated, she doesn't feel so well, she's very tired usually, even even if her well-being is not too bad, she may be very tired, and I somehow persuade her and lure her to make the first appointment with me after about 14 weeks pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't mm-hmm. say to her that, you know, I, I'm a bit worried about the first one because personally I am really not. I know that I can, we, whatever we do cannot contribute towards it. Mm-hmm. There is something wrong yeah, that brings it about. Usually nature um, uh, aborts whatever is not so good, by the way. Mm-hmm. Often it does. Often it does, but not always. So the the ba- the basic reason that you you uh, have that policy is it because because if there were a spontaneous abortion, you don't want you don't want yourself or the Alexander technique uh, in any way implicated for that. Is is that is that how you see it? Quite. Mm-hmm. Is it? And do you think it's reasonable? I I have to say, since I have virtually never worked with a pregnant woman myself as a teacher, I don't 
have a strong opinion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking, uh, speaking as an American teacher, uh, you know, here in the states, we are we're we're kind of always worried about lawsuits and and that sort of thing and challenges to our professional integrity. And I I could certainly see the guidelines you're suggesting being uh, being reasonable, but I, I suppose looking at it just from the point of view of how the Alexander technique can help somebody, um, I would imagine the ideal would be to work with the person even before they became pregnant and then right through pregnancy. Of course. And but, I will tell you something. If somebody works with me and becomes pregnant while we're working, you're not going to cut never, them off. Right. I'll never stop her. Right. Right, right. <laughs> but because she knows, mm-hmm. but otherwise, uh, I I will. Mm-hmm. Okay, now so, uh, so supposing you do get such a call and the person comes after fourteen weeks or so, um, do, when you approach them for as uh, for a first lesson, are you coming at it a little differently than if it were just uh, if it were a woman who was not pregnant? Yes. The main reason is because I've got some knowledge. Oh, yes, about, I know about her pregnancy. I know that, it, let's take it from about 14, 15 weeks, okay? Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about her baby, and I know a little bit about her, and I can relate to it directly. What I would suggest to uh, we can all work with pregnant women if we wish, all of us, men and women alike. And I, have, I am absolutely passionate about it. And I would like us to break into this community of pregnant women, to get out into the world, into the, all the women who are pregnant. And I think the main I, uh, uh, thing that what I can suggest to every Alexander a teacher, it is a fascinating subject in any case, is to read one f- basic book about, there are many of them, to the general public, those that are written for pregnant women, just so that they know a little bit about, you see, there are many psychological changes, women are vulnerable. On the other hand, uh, they need to be empowered. I told you, I think, in the, one of our um, conversations that they are very open. It is a very special state of mind that pregnant women have. And I really, I think, if they read a book, and also everybody should, whether he's an Alexander teacher or not, everybody should read Michelle Odam, Birth Reborn. It is just a classic and an amazing book, which I really recommend everybody to read. Mm-hmm. And, and of ha- course, my my own book, the book I co-authored with Jonathan Drake, that is called the Alexander Technique Birth Book. It's been republished recently by Moritz. It's mm-hmm. in print now. And I think they will find lots of of ideas in in the book. About mm-hmm. about the work. And can a can a teacher find that through your website? 
Yes, please. So we will be yeah. we'll be putting a link to your your website and, by the interview. Yeah, and more it's uh, you know it's it's in print, mm -hmm. and I think I hope it will be. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it, uh, uh, if a pregnant woman it, it does come to you for a first lesson. Do you work with them in sort of standard Alexander ways, chair work, table work, that kind of thing? Yes, I do. I First of all, I explain to her why I think the Alexander technique will be good, on, not only for her during her pregnancy, which will make it a little bit more comfortable for her, that we will teach her to cope with all the changes that occur in her body, with the changing, you know, of, basically it's to, a little bit to do with gravity, you know, your center of gravity changes. So you have to adjust to it all the time and to allow the, the natural process to progress well and ma more and more within our design. And I will explain to her that this, it will make her pregnancy more comfortable. And at the same time, I am now talking a lot about the baby. Uh, I think I mentioned also in the, uh, the, our, our previous conversation about helping the baby to um, uh, settle itself in the uterus in the optimal position for the birth itself with the head down and the back towards his back towards the abdominal wall and kicking with its little feet towards the, the, the liver. I also explained, I think if you would you like me to repeat how why it is so important? I think that would be helpful, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is really very important because uh, uh, our uh, modern lifestyle doesn't encourage the baby to settle uh, in the optimal position for birth. Uh, and again, it's to do with our furniture and with what we do. We are not active uh, physically enough we don't stand on all fours which in our design we were meant to be uh, enough so uh, all these things prevent the baby and confuses it a little bit poor thing in, uh, uh, and although it wants to go into the optimal position for birth because it also has primitive reflexes it develops at some stage in its development spatial awareness, spatial from space, mm -hmm. not from, mm -hmm. my accent is not so good, but you know what I mean. Right. This kind of spatial, <laughs> right. spatial right. awareness. Uh, baby develops it, it no, and it's got reflexes that tell it to go with its head down and settle in the optimal position. But we have to create for it the, the, pos the best possible um, uh, uh, environment. And, and I believe, if I remember correctly, that one of the points you made earlier was that we, in general, uh, when we sit, these days, modern times, where we are perched backwards onto a chair, kind of reclining backwards. And I believe, didn't you make the point that that wasn't a very good situation for the orientation of the baby? 
Yes, I did. And you see, it is not if you uh, uh, sit like this for an hour and the rest of the time you're using yourself well. Right. <laughs> it's hours. Right. But People and, and spend hours and hours. Like right. This. And so I'm wondering, uh, we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but I think maybe that's going to be the nature of this conversation, that uh, as an Alex. I was an Alexander teacher uh, who has a, a pregnant woman as a student. Uh, does it make sense to suggest that she spend some time on all fours, that she perhaps modify uh, at least part of the time her sitting position, that sort of thing? Does it make sense to, to intervene in that way or to make those kind of suggestions? Yes, I definitely will. Um, uh, from the word go, from her first lesson with me, I will take her on all four. I would suggest that she is spending sometimes on all fours every day. I believe that we were meant to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, women were gatherers. We were meant to be on all four every day. It is a very lovely way to show absolutely everybody, not only pregnant women, but everybody, that when we are on all four, we can maintain our primary control and not lose it, although we changed our orientation towards gravity. And people find it very interesting that they, and they let the head um, fall, and then they find a way to balance it back, that what a relief it is for the whole spine and how we allow through that to lengthen the whole spine and at the same time provide this hammock for the baby in which it would lie. How would you like to lie in a hammock with your back on mm, it? Mm -hmm, you wouldn't like mm -hmm. to lie on your front in a hammock, would you? Right, yeah, right. So to encourage that, at that point, you see, we relieve a lot of pressure from all the, bl the blood vessels, that mainly the, 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 the vena cava, which is the main vein. And the baby is nourished well. May I hear add a few words about the environment? The uterus is the environment in which the baby develops. Yes, when the egg and the sperm meet, genetically, it's all there. But the baby develops in a certain environment, and its brain develops, and it makes connections. Yeah, all mm -hmm. the time, we are this wiring. Uh, we can all hear it around 20-something weeks. Okay, mm -hmm. now what do we hear? Um, we all move in a certain way. How do we move? Um, you see, we need to create a good environment. Women are very much aware about, of diet and all sorts of other things to, to contribute towards the health of the baby. But we are now talking about use. Mm -hmm. And how mm -hmm. use will improve the well-being of the baby. 
Right, and and clearly that's what an Alexander Technique teacher can bring to the equation that really probably almost nobody else can. Well, this is what I really think, genuinely. You know, Robert, when I came to become an I I came to become an Alexander teacher after I've already been a childbirth educator. Mm-hmm. I was only having lessons in the technique while I was already uh, teaching um, for the National Childbirth Trust. And I, at that point, when I started to teach, I realized that what I cannot really part, I cannot really, sup- I don't know if the use supply is the good one. I can't, I don't give them the right tools. With all my knowledge and which, you know, you acquire over the time, I cannot give them the right tools. And it was only when I made the connection between the Alexander technique and this state in our life that I un- I understood that we can give. I can now that I am an Alexander teacher. I can give the right tools to the pregnant woman to really get a better pregnancy and also a a be- better birth. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to press this uh, point again, as we are talking about healthy pregnancy and baby. We are not talking about what is going beyond. If it becomes a medical event, it's beyond us. Right. Um, Could we uh, just switch gears a little bit and talk about table work? Because I think there's an area where there might be some apprehension on the part of Alexander teachers um, about how safe is it for pregnant women to lie on their back, I think particularly later on in pregnancy. Uh, what what can you say about that? I, um, I, can, I can tell you something. From about 32 weeks onwards in the pregnancy, the majority of the women I teach are not comfortable anymore on their backs, mm-hmm. even in the semi-supine. Mm-hmm. Even look, the supine is definitely out, right? Because right. but being in the supine, you create excessive pressure on the vena cover. There is no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. The semi-supine is slightly better, and also if you put the legs on um, on the lower part of the leg on a chair or a gym ball, mm-hmm. you know, you know, mm-hmm. one of these lovely gym balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is also better because you take off the weight from the lower back. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Well, for the same reason that people with back pain are advised to do that as well. Quite, yeah. quite. So do you, so someone, but, co- say someone comes to you at, at 15 or 16 weeks, would you would you start them off with some table lessons as well, or would you defer that? Would you just avoid that altogether? No, I don't avoid it. No, on the contrary, I ask them to. Uh, I give them homework. They have to lie down every day, mm-hmm. as long as they are comfortable. So the comfort, so, the com- their comfort is the guide to whether they should be doing it or not. Yes, definitely. Okay. They, if you are. If you create pressure, you suddenly, your 
it affects your breathing. Mm-hmm. It is not like sometimes people with backache, you know, that they're uncomfortable because uh, uh, the, the, the pupil use has already caused some damage in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of discomfort. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. Is, uh, it's, it, it's the breathing. They suddenly feel they can't breathe. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, by the way, this is what happens uh, after 32 weeks too. It's the, the, uh, it's comfort is not the same. This discomfort is not the same as in backache. It's, to, it's different. Uh, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the breathing mainly. So at the moment they, they feel this discomfort is to turn, ra- to turn on to the left side preferably. Mm-hmm. For the same reason that baby should go with its back to the to, to the left, right. and to stay uh, uh, lying a little bit on on the side. And now this is another t- important tip that I would like to give Alexander teachers. Um, it's a little bit easier to work like that on the floor. So you have to accept that. It, uh, when a pregnant woman comes to you, you would work with her more on the floor. In any case, a crawling is a lot. Is you have to go all the way down to the floor. A very deep monkey can also bring you a little bit further to the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching people to squat will bring you further down to the floor, and you will have to accept that maybe part of the, instead of working on a table, you will work on the floor when the mother is lying on her side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for that, I would uh, suggest that uh, they build the space between the face and the shoulders so that they lift it and create a good line that we they will see on the back. If the mother is lying on, let's say, five, three phone books, I don't know how thick they are in America, but ours are quite, you know, three of them will do most of the yellow page, three volumes of the yellow pages will support it. And then you look at the line to see that the the head is not tilting too much big, but mm-hmm. is just right. And then she takes off the weight from the shoulder and she can lie on the side for a while without creating excessive pressure on the shoulder and the arm won't go numb. Mm-hmm. But even even at that, you're going to probably limit the amount of time someone spends in that position. Well, first of all, also I am support. I am supporting the top leg on a cushion. Mm-hmm. It make her reasonably comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can lie like that for twenty minutes uh, easily, quarter of an hour, twenty minutes, and you know eventually, if women get to it, they also find out that sleeping like that is very helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the night. Right, right. Um, is uh, We're probably coming a bit towards the end of our, our time. Is there anything that, that, that we haven't covered that you would like to, to mention? Yes. I would just like to say that to take the mother through many movements, by the way, they are all in, in, our, in, the, in our book, Mm-hmm. in Jonathan Drake and mine book, mm-hmm. 
to take her through lots of the movements that are described in the book, through monkey, with lots of creativity, you know, rotating in the monkey, um, moving from a monkey to lunge, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, leaning in, in a monkey on, on, a, on a table, on a, on a wall, um, I use balls uh, to roll against the, the door to teach them to, uh, to uh, uh, as a way to squatting. Eventually, through rolling, they, they, they can squat. They can use a door to squat. All these things are, are described in, in the book. From 32 weeks onwards, it's time to start to think about the birth. I'm not suggesting that Alexander teachers uh, uh, accompany uh, the woman to birth unless they want to. Sometimes they are invited, and that is often when they call again. You need the main preparation for to cope with the the pain is to understand that it is there for reason and that we do not have any wish to eliminate it. The, if the mother gets that, she will sail through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the basic movement for all uh, uh, contractions in which the mother can stay in the moment, stop and gaining, and really go into follow the psychological change that occur in her in any case in that she's going a little bit to another planet and to move in the per movement or any variation of it, whether on all four or in standing or in walking. And I, I wish all pregnant women who hear this, <laughs> this conversation very good birth. And in classical Greek, it's called eutokia. Which means good birth, right? Which means good birth. Right. And many, many, I really would like my passion to be injected to all Alexander teachers and to break through to this community. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in listening to you talk, both in this conversation and in the, the two previous ones we, we've had, um, the message that I get is, first of all, that the Alexander Technique has a tremendous amount to offer to a pregnant woman and that but that we as teachers have to be really clear about perhaps that we can't be too stuck in our traditional teaching procedures for one thing and that we have to be aware of certain physical physiological uh um, differences between a woman who's pregnant and one who's not as we teach but that we from what you're saying we shouldn't we shouldn't um, <clears throat> be afraid to teach pregnant women as long as we understand what the issues are would that be a fair summary of of your general take on it I think so yeah yeah I think so well I think this and, yeah, yeah go ahead and um I, I, uh, I'm not we are not afraid of movement, are we? 
in I mean, you 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 said a little bit about uh, um, traditional procedures. Uh, it's all about movement, is it not? Right, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, a traditional procedure is table work, and obviously we have to be prepared to modify that. Oh yeah, and, okay. And and I, I didn't mean the traditional procedures weren't useful, but that. Uh, you know that we would perhaps use them in a different different emph- place a different emphasis on certain of them than we might with a, a student who was not pregnant yes that, yes that's okay. that's really what i'm saying that yeah. we have to be yeah. we have to be pre- prepared to modify our our use of procedures when working with a, a pregnant woman yeah. Okay. That that the principles are, are are clearly not not about to change, but the um, we just we have to we have to re, we have to really understand a bit what we're dealing with, and of course that takes us back to your suggestion that a teacher who is going to work with a pregnant woman should read a basic birth book. That's there are many of them for women, and I would say read your book as well. Oh, thank you. Which which um, is available, or information about ordering it's available um, from your website, and we'll we'll put a link to that. So this might be yeah. um, a good place to to bring this conversation to a close. Um, my my guest today has been Alana Makover, who is an Alexander teacher in London, England. And for many, many years, she's been a childbirth educator and doula. She teaches utopia classes based on the Alexander Technique. And she has uh, trained Alexander teachers to work with pregnant women. uh, Alana, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you very much, Robert, for asking me.